Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. See, this is the attitude of a steward. I'm just giving back to you a portion of what you've given me. When you start giving, it starts a supernatural flow towards you of God's ability. God will bless you more than you deserve. God will bless you and make things work better than they ever could have. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. This is the beginning, actually the second day of my fourth week of teaching on the subject of financial stewardship. I tell you, this is really important. You know, everybody needs money to exist. We have needs, and this is how this world system operates. I don't believe that God created the money system, but He used it. Jesus even conformed to it. When He was asked about taxes, He told Peter, He says, yeah, we pay our taxes, and He told him to go where, where, how to go find the money in the fish's mouth, and, and Jesus had a treasurer, and so Jesus operated in this system. It's not necessarily the way God intended things to be before the fall of man, but nonetheless, it exists, and we all have to have money to survive. But the attitude that you have towards money can make or break it. If you are covetousness, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, that covetousness is idolatry. Most people today wouldn't sit there and say that they're idol worshipers. They don't bow down to a statue, have some kind of an image that they worship and stuff like this. But I would say that people being covetous, wanting things and lusting after money and spending huge amounts of time just focused on money and how do I get more money? Man, that is in epidemic proportions today and the Bible calls that idolatry. Your attitude towards money is very important. Did you know money by itself is neither good nor bad? Now, there are some people, especially religious people, that say, oh, money's evil. No, it's the love of money that's the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, it's the coveting of money that's the problem. And uh, so some religious people say it's bad, but it's not. Money is not moral or immoral. It's amoral. You know, I could take a $100 bill and I could give that $100 bill to you and just say, God loves you and God wants you to know that He loves you. And you say, well, why are you doing this? Just because God loves you and He wants you to know it. And did you know I could use that $100 bill to cause blessing in your life, to turn your attention towards God? It could be used totally for good. Or I could take the exact same $100 bill and try and tempt you to do something that you know is wrong and say, I'll give you $100 if you'll go do this. And that $100 is neither good nor bad. It's what I use it for. It's how I look at it, how I, um, you know, the, it, it gives me power, but what I do with it is what's good or bad. So money isn't good or bad, but it does empower you. And if you don't have the right attitude, this money will empower you to do evil things, to do wrong things. You can get trapped, sucked into this love of money, which is the root of all evil. So the attitude about finances is important. God wants you to prosper, but if He causes you to prosper with the wrong attitude, that prosperity would kill you. I read those verses yesterday. It drowns men in destruction and foolish and hurtful lust. If your attitude towards money is wrong, 
God won't bless you and prosper you because it would just empower you. It would, it would amplify this evil that's on the inside of you. So really, the whole thing is just about getting the right attitude towards money. And that's the reason that I've entitled this series Financial Stewardship. The attitude I think that really works is when you quit using it for yourself, thinking it's just mine. I produce this. This is mine. No, I'm a steward. God, you gave this to me. What do you want to do? And when you detach yourself from your assets, from your money, and you say, I'm a steward, this is yours. I'll do with it what you want me to do. And you see yourself as a steward, the person that manages the affairs, especially the finances of another person. It's not yours. Then that attitude, that's what God's looking for. And He will start a supernatural divine flow towards you. Let me read these verses here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And let me just say that 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, every single verse in these two chapters is talking about money. That's probably the most information on just that one subject devoted to nothing but money in the entire Bible. And there's a lot of really powerful things said here. In verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit, this is just the old King James saying, we want you to know of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. You know, there's some things said right here that normally th these words don't go in the same sentence. He's talking about their deep poverty has abounded under the riches of their liberality, them being generous. Did you know most people think that if I'm poor, I can't be generous? That's the reason that God didn't say that every person has to give $100 or $1,000 or $10,000. He says, give a tenth. Uh, that's a percentage. If all you have is a dollar, did you know you've got a dime? If all you've got is a dime, you've got a penny. You can give a percent. And that's the reason that God didn't just put a certain dollar amount or a certain financial amount. It's a percentage because everybody can give and everybody can be generous. You know, there was the example of the widow woman who only had two mites, which make up half of one penny. A penny back in the Bible days was a day's wage. So she gave half of a day's wage, four hours worth of work, and compared to all of the rich people who threw in large amount of money, she gave nothing. Her gift was probably the smallest by the way people look at it, but from the way that God looked at it, he said she gave more than all of the rich who have cast into the treasury. Because, see, she was generous. It, God didn't evaluate it on just the amount of money that it was. It was the percentage. She gave 100%, and that's generous. So it doesn't matter what your financial condition is. You know, we've got people all over the world that watch this program. I mean, in every place on the planet, in some of the poorest countries, this program is being broadcast. And you may not have as much money as somebody in one of the other countries, but you've got something. And you can be generous with whatever you've got. God looks at the percent. Or let me say it this way. God doesn't look at how much you give. He looks at how much you have left over after you give. And if what you have left over is such a huge amount that your gift is a small percentage, then God doesn't see that as being generous. But on the other hand, a person that has very little 
THEY COULD GIVE, AND IT MAY NOT BE MUCH IN COMPARISON TO SOMEBODY ELSE, BUT COMPARED TO WHAT THEY'VE GOT LEFT OVER, THEY GAVE A HUGE GIFT. THEY WERE VERY GENEROUS. AND SO THIS IS WHAT HE'S TALKING ABOUT HERE. THESE PEOPLE WERE VERY POOR, AND YET THEIR their POVERTY ABOUNDED UNTO THE RICHES OF THEIR LIBERALITY. THAT'S AWESOME. AND THEN IN VERSE 3, HE SAYS, FOR TO THEIR POWER I BEAR RECORD, YEA, AND BEYOND THEIR POWER, THEY WERE WILLING OF THEMSELVES, PRAYING US WITH MUCH ENTREATY THAT WE SHOULD RECEIVE THE GIFT AND TAKE UPON US THE FELLOWSHIP OF THE MINISTERING TO THE SAINTS. THIS IS AMAZING. PAUL IS SAYING THAT THESE PEOPLE DIDN'T HAVE VERY MUCH, BUT WHEN THEY HEARD THAT HE WAS GOING TO JERUSALEM, THERE HAD BEEN A DROUGHT IN JERUSALEM AND THERE WAS POVERTY. ALSO, THE JERUSALEM CHURCH, WHEN THEY FIRST RIGHT AFTER THE RESURRECTION OF JESUS, THEY GOT INTO A COMMUNAL SITUATION WHERE THEY SOLD ALL OF THEIR PROPERTY AND HAD EVERYTHING COMMON. NOW, the, the, THE MOTIVE BEHIND THAT WAS GOOD. THEY LOVED EACH OTHER, AND THEY LOVED EACH OTHER SO MUCH THEY WERE WILLING TO TAKE THEIR OWN ASSETS AND PUT OTHER PEOPLE FIRST. BUT THAT IS NOT A GODLY SYSTEM. THE BIBLE DOESN'T TEACH THAT. THE BIBLE ACTUALLY TEACHES AGAINST THAT. AND AFTER A PERIOD OF TIME, THOSE SAME SAINTS IN JERUSALEM WHO SOLD EVERYTHING AND WERE JUST WAITING ON THE SECOND COMING OF THE LORD, THEY WOUND UP BEING POOR. AND THEN THEY HAD THIS DROUGHT, AND SO THERE WAS AN EXTREME POVERTY SITUATION IN THE JERUSALEM CHURCH, AND WHEN THESE PEOPLE IN CORINTH HEARD ABOUT IT, WELL, THEN THEY TOOK EVEN THOUGH THEY DIDN'T HAVE VERY MUCH, THEY TOOK WHAT THEY HAD AND THEY ENTREATED PAUL TO RECEIVE THE GIFT AND TAKE UPON THEMSELVES THE FELLOWSHIP OF THE MINISTERING TO THE SAINTS. BOY, THIS IS AWESOME. THESE ARE RELATIVELY POOR PEOPLE WHO WERE BEGGING PAUL, PLEASE LET US BE A PART OF THIS OFFERING. PLEASE HELP US TO GIVE. YOU KNOW, I'VE SEEN THIS A FEW TIMES. I'VE, I've ACTUALLY, IN MY ESTIMATION, GOT THE BEST PARTNERS IN THE WORLD. THESE PEOPLE HAVE TREATED ME GOOD. DURING THE, YOU KNOW, COVID-19 PANDEMIC, OUR INCOME DIDN'T GO DOWN, IT WENT UP. AND WE DIDN'T RECEIVE MONEY FROM THE GOVERNMENT. WE DIDN'T TAKE ANY OF THOSE THINGS. MY PARTNERS ACTUALLY GAVE EXTRA. I'VE GOT THE BEST PARTNERS IN THE WORLD, BUT I'VE HELD A FEW MEETINGS. I REMEMBER ONE TIME WHEN WE WERE BUILDING A BUILDING AND WE HAD A PARTNER uh, uh, MEAL, AND THEN I TOOK THEM TO WHERE THE BUILDING WAS BEING BUILT, AND THERE WERE JUST HOLES DUG IN THE FLOOR, AND THERE WAS DIRT EVERYWHERE, AND IT WASN'T VERY GOOD, BUT I, I JUST WANTED TO LET THEM SEE WHAT WE WERE DOING. AND WHEN I GOT THROUGH, WE WERE THROUGH. I WASN'T GOING TO RECEIVE AN OFFERING. IT WAS A PARTNER BANQUET, AND I FED THEM, BUT I DIDN'T RECEIVE AN OFFERING. AND ANYWAY, I HAD MY PARTNER SAY, THIS ISN'T RIGHT. YOU NEED TO GIVE US AN OPPORTUNITY TO GIVE. AND I SAID, WELL, YOU'RE WELCOME TO GIVE IF YOU WANT TO. AND THEY SAID, NO, YOU NEED TO RECEIVE. WE WANT TO GIVE RIGHT NOW. AND THEY BEGGED ME, JUST LIKE WHAT HAPPENED WITH PAUL. AND THERE'S BEEN A FEW TIMES WHERE I HAVEN'T RECEIVED AN OFFERING THAT I'VE HAD SOMEBODY COME UP AND SAY, MAN, YOU NEED TO GIVE US AN OPPORTUNITY TO GIVE. PRAISE GOD. THAT IS AWESOME. THAT'S WHAT THESE PEOPLE DID. EVEN THOUGH THEY WERE VERY POOR, THEY WERE BEGGING PAUL TO LET THEM BE A PART OF THIS. AND THEN PAUL WENT ON TO SAY IN VERSE 5, AND THIS THEY DID, NOT AS WE HOPE, BUT FIRST GAVE THEIR OWN SELVES TO THE LORD AND UNTO US BY THE WILL OF GOD. AND THIS IS WHAT I'VE BEEN TRYING TO SAY FOR FOUR WEEKS. THAT PROSPERITY REALLY ISN'T ABOUT YOU GETTING THINGS. PROSPERITY IS REALLY ABOUT YOU BEING A CHANNEL FOR GOD TO FLOW THROUGH, AND YOU HAVE TO START WITH GIVING YOURSELF TO THE LORD, MAKING YOURSELF AVAILABLE THAT, GOD, I WANT TO PUT YOU FIRST AND OTHER PEOPLE MINISTERING TO OTHER PEOPLE FIRST. AND WHEN YOU DO THAT, WHEN YOU GIVE YOURSELVES TO THE LORD, THEN GOD WILL START THIS SUPERNATURAL FLOW THROUGH YOU. AND THAT'S WHAT THESE PEOPLE DID. 
THEY GAVE THEMSELVES TO THE LORD FIRST, AND IT SAYS IN VERSE 6, INSOMUCH THAT WE DESIRED TITUS, THAT EVEN AS HE HAD BEGUN, SO HE WOULD ALSO FINISH IN YOU THIS SAME GRACE ALSO. IN OTHER WORDS, THIS IS SOMETHING THAT DOESN'T NECESSARILY COME NATURALLY, BUT IT CAN BE TAUGHT. YOU CAN EXHORT PEOPLE TO IT. AND, YOU KNOW, THAT'S WHAT I'M DOING THROUGH THIS TEACHING ON TELEVISION. I'VE BEEN SHARING THINGS FROM THE WORD FROM A DIFFERENT PERSPECTIVE, A DIFFERENT ATTITUDE THAN WHAT YOU OFTEN HEAR PROSPERITY TALKED ABOUT, AND I'M TRYING TO INSTILL THIS SAME GRACE IN YOU THAT GOD HAS PUT IN ME, AND IT HAS WORKED SUPERNATURALLY IN ME. AND I BELIEVE IT'LL WORK SUPERNATURALLY FOR YOU. AND SO I'M TRYING TO INSTILL THIS SAME GRACE IN YOU ALSO. IN VERSE 7 IT SAYS, THEREFORE, AS YOU ABOUND IN EVERYTHING, IN FAITH AND UTTERANCE and KNOWLEDGE AND IN ALL DILIGENCE AND IN YOUR LOVE TO US, SEE THAT YOU ABOUND IN THIS GRACE ALSO. HE'S TALKING ABOUT THE GRACE OF GIVING, THE GRACE OF PUTTING GOD'S KINGDOM AND OTHER PEOPLE AHEAD OF YOURSELF. DID YOU KNOW YOU CAN'T DO THAT ON YOUR OWN? THIS IS COUNTER TO OUR HUMAN NATURE. HUMAN NATURE IS ALL ABOUT SELF. IT'S ALL ABOUT TAKING CARE OF YOURSELF. IT TAKES THE GRACE OF GOD, A WORK OF GOD IN YOUR LIFE TO TURN YOUR HEART AROUND. AND, YOU KNOW, THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW THAT YOU MAY HAVE JUST BEEN FLIPPING THROUGH THE DIAL. YOU MAY NOT RECOGNIZE THAT GOD CONNECTED YOU TO THIS PROGRAM, BUT GOD IS SPEAKING TO PEOPLE RIGHT NOW, AND HE'S SPEAKING TO SOME OF YOU THAT HE'S TRYING TO WORK THIS GRACE IN YOU. HE'S TRYING TO TURN YOUR HEART AROUND TO WHERE YOU PUT HIM, HIS KINGDOM, OTHER PEOPLE IN YOUR FINANCES AHEAD OF YOURSELF. AND IF YOU CAN GET THIS DONE, IF GOD CAN GET IT THROUGH YOU, HE WILL GET IT TO YOU. AND THEN IN VERSE 8, IT SAYS, I SPEAK NOT BY COMMANDMENT, BUT BY OCCASION OF THE FORWARDNESS OF OTHERS AND TO PROVE THE SINCERITY OF YOUR LOVE. YOU KNOW, THERE'S A LOT OF THINGS THAT WE CAN SAY ABOUT FINANCES. I'M REALLY SKIPPING THROUGH SOME OF THESE THINGS VERY QUICKLY. BUT DID YOU KNOW THAT WHEN YOU START GIVING TO THE KINGDOM OF GOD AND PUTTING THE KINGDOM OF GOD AHEAD OF YOUR OWN DESIRES, INSTEAD OF YOU GETTING YOUR FIFTH FLAT SCREEN TV, YOU JUST SAID, I COULD LIVE WITH FOUR, AND YOU GIVE THAT EXTRA, AND YOU GIVE TO THE KINGDOM OF GOD. YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT IS A PROOF OF THE SINCERITY OF YOUR LOVE. I HAVE PEOPLE LISTEN TO ME TEACH ON THIS, AND THEY'LL COME TO ME AND SAY THINGS LIKE, WELL, I LOVE THE LORD, AND I REALLY DO PUT GOD'S KINGDOM FIRST, BUT I JUST DON'T HAVE ANY MONEY TO BE ABLE TO GIVE. TALK IS CHEAP. DID YOU KNOW ACTIONS SPEAK LOUDER THAN WORDS? AND IT'S ONE THING FOR A PERSON TO SAY, OH, I WANT TO GIVE TO GOD, BUT I JUST DON'T HAVE IT. IT'S ANOTHER THING FOR YOU TO TAKE WHATEVER YOU'VE GOT IN THE WHOLE CONTEXT, WHAT I'VE BEEN SAYING TODAY, IT'S NOT BASED ON HOW MUCH YOU HAVE, IT'S HOW MUCH YOU HAVE LEFT OVER. THE TRUTH IS, YOU HAVE SOMETHING. <laughs> AND WHETHER IT'S A LITTLE BIT OR NOT, YOU COULD GIVE WHAT YOU HAVE TO THE KINGDOM OF GOD. <clears throat> AND IF YOU DO THAT, THEN I GUARANTEE YOU, GOD LOOKS AT YOU AS A GENEROUS GIVER. AND IT'S A PROOF OF THE SINCERITY OF YOUR LOVE. You, YOU DON'T NEED TO WAIT UNTIL YOU HAVE EVERYTHING ALL PAID FOR, EVERYTHING ALL DONE, AND THEN, AFTER YOUR NEEDS ARE TAKEN CARE OF, YOU'RE GOING TO GIVE TO THE LORD. NO, YOU GIVE HIM THE FIRST FRUITS, AND THEN LOOK AT THIS IN VERSE 9. THIS IS A POWERFUL PASSAGE OF SCRIPTURE. HE SAYS, FOR YOU KNOW THE GRACE OF OUR LORD JESUS CHRIST, THAT THOUGH HE WAS RICH, YET FOR YOUR SAKE HE BECAME POOR, THAT YOU THROUGH HIS POVERTY MIGHT BE MADE RICH. NOW LOOK AT THE CONTEXT OF THIS. HE WAS TALKING ABOUT GIVING. IN VERSE 8, HE HAD JUST SAID THAT GIVING PROVES THE SINCERITY OF YOUR LOVE, AND THEN HE TALKS ABOUT GOD GIVING JESUS TO THE EARTH. HE BECAME POOR SO THAT WE THROUGH HIS POVERTY MIGHT BE MADE RICH. AREN'T YOU GLAD THAT GOD DIDN'T JUST LOOK AND SAY, BE BLESSED, HAVE A GREAT DAY, 
No, he didn't just say something complimentary. He just didn't say, well, I wished I could give. I wished I could help you in your situation. No, he gave. He did something. And likewise, there's people that say, well, I want to give, but they aren't doing it. You need to prove the sincerity of your love. And when God gave his son, look at this. It says, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Did you know religion basically disagrees with this verse? They do not embrace this and they don't preach this. Matter of fact, they will preach that no, God doesn't even want you to be rich. He will only supply your need, Philippians 4, 19. He's not going to supply any wants or desires. That's contrary to other scriptures. No, God died. He came to this earth and it's part of the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ to make you rich. Again, I state that 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, every verse in these two chapters is talking about money. And yet religious people will say, well, he, he became poor spiritually. He, he left all of the glory of heaven and he came here and he became poor like that so that he could give you relationship with God. Well, all of those things are true, but if you take it in its context, it's talking about money. If you take a text out of its context, then all you have left is a con. Context without the text is a con. And it's not accurate to say that this is only talking about spiritual, emotional things. This is talking about money. Jesus left the riches, the glory of heaven and became poor on this earth in order to provide you with money, with riches. He became poor. Uh, he became sin for us is what it says, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, so that we could be made the righteousness of God. He became poor so that we could be made rich. He became despised and rejected of men so that we could be accepted in the beloved. And on and on you could go with these contrasts. He became what we were so that we could become what he is. And one of those things is this says that he became poor so that we through his poverty might be made rich. It is a part of what the atonement of Jesus is. For you not to have your needs supplied is missing out on some of the provision that Jesus provided. You know, I could say the same thing about healing. Jesus died for our sicknesses and diseases. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. It's part of the atonement of Jesus to produce healing, and yet not every Christian gets healed, not because God didn't provide it, but because they don't know how to receive it. Well, likewise, it's part of the atonement of Jesus to make you rich, and yet not every Christian is rich because they don't know how to receive it. And as I was saying earlier in the broadcast, the real thing that releases finances in your life is having the correct attitude, having this attitude of being a steward, not your money, not you just doing with it what you want, but it's you see God as the source. You are just managing His money. And when you get the right attitude, that's what starts this supernatural flow. If you've got the wrong attitude, and if you think that money is just all about you and you're going to use this money so that you can just go out and party and do things, it would empower evil in you. God isn't going to release that divine flow towards you because it would destroy you. 
HE LOVES YOU TOO MUCH. IT'S NOT BECAUSE HE DOESN'T LOVE YOU THAT HE'S NOT PROSPERED YOU. IT'S BECAUSE HE DOES LOVE YOU. AND IF HE GAVE YOU ALL OF THE MONEY THAT YOU SO EARNESTLY DESIRE, YOU WOULD JUST USE IT ON THINGS THAT AREN'T GOING TO BENEFIT YOU. IT WOULD TRAP YOU. IT WOULD PUT YOU IN DEBT. IT'D DO ALL THESE THINGS. SO IT'S ACTUALLY GOD'S LOVE THAT HINDERS YOU FROM RECEIVING THE MONEY BECAUSE YOUR ATTITUDE'S NOT RIGHT. WHEN YOUR ATTITUDE GETS RIGHT, 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 9, VERSE 10, SAYS THAT HE THAT MINISTERS SEED TO THE SOWER, BOTH MINISTER BREAD FOR YOUR FOOD AND MULTIPLY YOUR SEED SOWN. WHEN YOUR HEART GETS RIGHT, GOD WILL GIVE SEED TO THE SOWER. HE WILL GIVE MONEY TO PEOPLE WHO WILL GIVE. IT'S PART OF THE ATONEMENT. HE WANTS YOU TO BE RICH. AND RICH IS A RELATIVE TERM. YOU KNOW, I'VE HAD SOME PEOPLE SAY, WELL, THIS PROSPERITY GOSPEL DOESN'T WORK IN FOREIGN NATIONS. THAT'S NOT TRUE. IT'LL WORK ANYWHERE. THAT DOESN'T MEAN THAT PEOPLE IN SOME REMOTE AFRICAN VILLAGE ARE NECESSARILY GOING TO HAVE A 10 MILLION, 20 MILLION DOLLAR HOUSE. THAT WOULD BE TOTALLY INAPPROPRIATE, BUT IT MEANS THAT THEY WILL HAVE ONE OF THE NICEST GRASS HUTS IN THE VILLAGE. THEN INSTEAD OF JUST HAVING ONE CHICKEN OR ONE PIG, THEY'LL HAVE TWO. GOD WILL PROSPER YOU. IT'S RELATIVE TO YOUR NEED AND TO YOUR SITUATION, BUT NONETHELESS, PROSPERITY WILL WORK ANYWHERE. I KNEW A PERSON WHO HEARD ME TEACH ON THESE THINGS, AND HE WAS IN PRISON, AND HE DIDN'T HAVE ANY MONEY, BUT HE WAS GIVEN SOAP. HE WAS GIVEN A LITTLE BAR OF CANDY AND SOME THINGS LIKE THIS. AND YOU KNOW WHAT HE DID? HE TOOK HIS SOAP AND CUT IT IN HALF. HE TOOK HIS BAR OF CANDY AND CUT IT IN HALF, AND HE BEGAN TO START GIVING AND SHARING WITH OTHER PEOPLE, AND HE STARTED GIVING WHAT HE HAD. AND IT WAS JUST A VERY SHORT PERIOD OF TIME THAT HE GOT EXTRA RATIONS. I DON'T REMEMBER ALL OF THE DETAILS, BUT I MEAN, IT WORKED IN PRISON. IT WILL WORK ANYWHERE. WHEN YOU GET TO WHERE YOU LIVE TO GIVE, IF GOD CAN GET IT THROUGH YOU, HE WILL GET IT TO YOU. ONE OF THE THINGS YOU NEED TO UNDERSTAND ABOUT PROSPERITY IS THAT IT IS NOT SELFISH, IT'S NOT GREEDY IF YOU DO IT GOD'S WAY. WHEN when YOU PROSPER GOD'S WAY, IT'S TO EMPOWER YOU TO BE A BLESSING. HE TOLD ABRAHAM IN GENESIS CHAPTER 12, I WILL BLESS YOU AND MAKE YOUR NAME GREAT AND YOU SHALL BE A BLESSING. THE REASON HE BLESSED HIM WAS TO MAKE HIM A BLESSING. YOU CAN'T BLESS ANYBODY ELSE IF YOU DON'T HAVE ANYTHING TO BLESS THEM WITH. SO IN ORDER FOR YOU TO BE THE BLESSING THAT GOD WANTS YOU TO BE, HE'S GOT TO PROSPER YOU, AND HE WANTS TO PROSPER YOU. HE BECAME POOR SO THAT YOU, THROUGH HIS POVERTY, MIGHT BE MADE RICH, BUT IT STARTS WITH THE RIGHT ATTITUDE. IF YOUR HEART ISN'T RIGHT, THEN ALL FINANCES WILL DO IS JUST AMPLIFY THE EVIL, THE MISTAKES THAT ARE IN YOUR HEART. SO GOD WANTS TO PURIFY YOUR HEART, AND THAT'S WHAT THIS TEACHING HAS BEEN ABOUT. I'M INTO MY FOURTH WEEK TEACHING ON STEWARDSHIP, JUST TRYING TO DRIVE HOME THIS PRINCIPLE THAT PROSPERITY ISN'T JUST FOR YOU. IT'S SO THAT YOU CAN BE A BLESSING. BUT THAT DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU'LL DO WITHOUT. WHEN YOU BEGIN TO START LETTING IT FLOW THROUGH, THERE WILL ALWAYS BE PLENTY FOR YOU. GOD WILL TAKE CARE OF YOU BETTER THAN YOU EVER TOOK CARE OF YOURSELF. MAN, THESE ARE AWESOME TRUTHS. SO AGAIN, I'M GIVING AWAY THIS BOOK. I'M GIVING AWAY THIS BOOK ON FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP. I ALSO HAVE CD'S AND A SET OF DVD'S. YOU CAN HAVE ANY ONE OF THESE THREE AS MY GIFT TO YOU. WE ALSO HAVE STUDY GUIDES. I HAVE THIS MATERIAL IN SPANISH. WE ALSO HAVE A DVD WITH TESTIMONIES OF PEOPLE THAT IT'S WORKED FOR THEM AND HOW THAT THIS TEACHING JUST TRANSFORMED THEIR LIFE AND NOW GOD HAS PROSPERED THEM. AND IT WOULD ALL BE A BLESSING TO YOU. SO LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AS HE GIVES YOU THE INFORMATION ABOUT HOW YOU CAN RECEIVE THESE MATERIALS 
And then please call or write today and receive these materials. You say, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going by what I see. I go by what the Word of God says. There's more than just this physical realm. There's also a spiritual realm. I don't care what this looks like. I know what God's Word says. The doctors told me it would be a year before I would walk normal. I was being killed by a cancerous tumor. I was told my wife would not leave the hospital alive. My name is Teresa Hotelling, and I'm from Woodland Park, Colorado. I was told that I would never recover from Sjogren's syndrome, lupus, or thyroid disease. For years, I had tried everything, medical treatments, holistic treatments, even lots of prayer, speaking, and commanding, but nothing seemed to work. That's when I enrolled into Karis Bible College, and my focus shifted off of my symptoms and onto the finished work of Jesus. In just a matter of months, I received my complete healing after sitting under the Word at Karis Bible College. And today, several years later, I am still walking in that complete healing, and I am not alone. I was walking normal within a matter of weeks, and today I am in full-time ministry. Today I am cancer-free and I'm living life to the fullest. My wife's miraculous recovery shocked all the doctors. Because people like you partnered with Andrew Womack Ministries, we have all been given our lives back. We cannot thank you enough for your generosity, but there are still millions of people out there who need the same truth that set us free. Won't you please help us get that message to them? Please be a partner with this ministry today. Become a partner today. <laughs> you know, you may not know these people, but I know every one of these people that you just saw them give a testimony. And I tell you, Jesus changed their life because of our partners. If you've not yet joined with us and become a partner, I ask you to pray about it and join with us today. Andrew is offering his complete teaching on financial stewardship in your choice of either a book, CD album, or DVD album as his free gift to you today. Go to awmi.net to order your free product today. This offer is limited to one free product per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. This teaching is also available as a companion study guide for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Or you can get these valuable resources in the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the Financial Stewardship Book, Study Guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album, as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719 635-1111. We're pleased to announce our helpline is now open seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.
I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily Live Bible Study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily Live Bible Study five days a week.